Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am your host, Becky, and on this episode, I am joined by podcast contributor and Buzzing About Romance hockey guru, Heather, otherwise known as Minnesota Hockey Mom. Welcome back to the podcast, Heather. Hey, Becky, thanks for having me. I guess you're Minnesota hockey mom reads that. Yeah, but I am also I am a hockey mom from Minnesota, so it works, whatever. It works. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so tonight we are tackling a book talk favorite. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So So on on this episode, we're reviewing we're reviewing the deal by L. Kennedy. Um, Neither one of us had read this before, so are Mm-mm. we even hockey fans book i was hockey just gonna fans? say are we even book talkers are we bookstagrammers <laughs> are we hockey fans so this is book one in the off-campus series and ironically i had bought i had the kindle version and then i bought the heart or the paperback because it's the cover is so pretty <laughs> i, I do like it. the it's colors like of the cover i like that and that's a new cover I like the new cover better than the old cover. The old cover is white and blue and abs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I like her on the cover. And um, this is actually currently, as we're dropping this, it is a free first in series book. So I know through at least the end of December on Amazon, the deal is free. And you will find a link in our on the shelf show notes. So if you want to read this, you can grab your free copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah for sure pick it up pick it up (laughs) um okay heather read us the synopsis for the deal okay she's about to make a deal with the college bad boy hannah wells has finally found someone who turns her on well she might be confident in every other area of her life she's carting around a full set of baggage when it comes to sex and seduction if she wants to get her current crush's attention she'll have to step out of her comfort zone and make him take notice even if it means tutoring the annoying childish cocky captain of a hockey team in exchange for a pretend date and it's going to be oh so good all Garrett Graham has ever wanted is to play professional hockey after graduation but his plummeting GPA is threatening everything he's worked so hard for if helping a sarcastic brunette make another guy jealous will help him secure his position on the team he's all for it but when one unexpected kiss leads to the wildest sex both of their lives of their lives it doesn't take long for garrett to realize that pretend isn't going to cut it now he has to convince hannah that the man she wants looks a lot like him so the release date on this is february 24th and 2015 um and i do want to say that this holds up there's nothing in this book that really dates it or mm-hmm. ages it or anything. Um, it there, well, there was one thing that I thought was super funny. Oh, they what was did that? talk about when they were binge watching, they were watching it on a uh, Blu-ray. Oh, they had oh that's right. They, Blu-ray. Right. They were watching um, the AMC. Breaking Bad series. Yes. And they had to watch it on DVD. Yes. That was funny. Right. But I think otherwise, I mean, for the fact that this book is seven, almost seven years old. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, 
people are still talking a lot about this book after seven well, years. We'll get to that. We'll get to why they're talking about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this for tropes for this, mm-hmm. it's college. This is new adult subgenre. This, yep. These characters are very much 20 years old. Yep. Um, it is a sports romance, hockey, classmates, friends to lovers. The put out percentage on this was 57%, but it's a put out percentage that made sense. For sure. Um, so let's talk the deal. Um, mm-hmm. So again, like we said, we originally picked this up because it's all over TikTok. It is um, also because of its age and its popularity, it is accessible. This is a book that you can pick up at your Barnes and Noble, at your Target. It has a very good distribution. So mm-hmm. it does you know, have an accessibility about it. Um, and I think libraries have it too. It's on Hoopla. Yeah, I um, I was sort of in a time crunch, and so I really needed to be able to flip flop between audiobook and you know the ebook or whatever, because I won't read my paperback because it will bend the cover. But I digress. Right, we don't do um, that. So it was not in my the audio was not my um, library, or it wasn't on any play. So I did end up using a credit for Audible to get it, and I liked the audio 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 his voice is better her voice is at first it took me a little bit to get used to but i do like the audio so yeah the audio was not in my library it was not on hoopla um and i do not have audible and so um i did not want to pay the money (laughs) right so it was kind of pricey um Mm -hmm. so i did just read my free ebook um okay so let's start with hannah um they're, so both characters are college juniors. They're 20 years old. Um, Hannah's a performer. She is in a program at, so this takes place at the fictional university Briar U. Which is in Massachusetts. Which is in Massachusetts, outside Boston. Um, Hannah is in a very competitive music um, performance and songwriting program at the university. And she is there on scholarship. Yeah, like a, a full ride. Yeah. Now she is not from Massachusetts. She's actually from a small town in Indiana. And part of taking this scholarship and leaving, and I guess we should have put content trigger warnings on this. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to talk about sexual assault and physical abuse um, and date rape. So please note your content and trigger warnings. Um, And we probably going to spoil this a little bit because again, it's been out for so long that Mm -hmm. if you're going to read it, you've read it (laughs) unless you're like Heather and I. Yeah. And you know, to be honest, there was nothing stopping me. Like I bought this book a long time ago. I just hadn't gotten to it. There was no reason I didn't read it, but yeah. So Hannah um, is from small town, Indiana. And part of the reason that she left Indiana the way she did and took this scholarship away from her family on her own is at the age of 15, Hannah was the victim of date rape. Mm-hmm. And the victim, uh, her, um, the person that assaulted her, he was kind of the town prince. Dad was a pastor, mom was the mayor of the town, and they pretty much bankrupted her family and ran her out of town. They were pretty awful. Like her mom was a teacher and they ended up, it, it was a very bad situation and her parents 
wholeheartedly wanted her to get out and go and move on from her life. She got therapy and she did all the things that her therapist recommended. And um, while obviously there was trauma and some things I would say very, she's come very far from where she has. I do think she came very far and you even see a little bit of evolution in the book, but there were a couple of things. And again, I'm not someone that's dealt with that trauma. So I'm judging just from the book and the way the character played out. I'm not judging from personal experience. Um, but when she kind of sort of discloses her assault to Garrett, mm-hmm. she lies. She says her friend from high school was slipped GHB and uh, date raped because she doesn't want to tell. And so that's why she's cautious about she doesn't drink in bars. She doesn't drink at parties. She will drink on her own when she can see a drink being made. Yeah. And I know you struggled with that. And my thought, okay, for me, as somebody who went to a large college, I have a feeling. And the reason she, the way I read it was that she did not trust him yet. That didn't mean she wouldn't. She just wasn't there yet. Yeah, I'm sure it was a trust between the two of them. I just felt like it kind of diminished a little bit of her power Mm -hmm. that she had come so far. And then when she could have taken a step to be clear with her voice and why she makes the choices that she does, she kind of like swerves to the left to avoid it. And I felt in that moment, it took just a little bit away from her character um, because we don't get a ton of personal and emotional insight for her. No, I would say she's pretty closed off, even with the people closest. But even in her internal dialogues, like we Mm -hmm. don't, I mean, I am sure. So at one part of the book with her, she finds out that she will not see her parents for Thanksgiving. They can't fly to Philadelphia to see her aunt, which is what they typically do. And because she can't go back to the hometown, she decides to stay in town and ends up having Thanksgiving with Garrett and his father, which we'll get to all that. But in that moment, like, I am sure that that was emotionally devastating to her, that Mm -hmm. these two people that have loved her and protected her, and she still, you know, is very much loves and cares about, she isn't gonna see them, but we don't get much of a reaction. She just kind of internalizes it and moves on. Yeah, I think she has a lot of guilt. I mean, because yeah. really the reason she's not, you know, her family is in the predicament is because of families, you know, her legal fees and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as a parent, I would have done the exact same thing that her parents did. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think, Absolutely. yeah, I would have done everything the same her parents did too. Like, and I get where their position that they're in, that they can't leave the small town because of money and jobs. And if you look at what like the housing market was in 2015, you know, it was very timely with the things that they were dealing with. Sure. Um, so let's talk about Garrett a little bit. He okay. is, he also is a junior. Um, he is big man on campus. <laughs> he comes off very douchey. Like yeah. he definitely, um, 
I don't know if he wants people to think he's douchey, but he definitely comes off as douchey. And I'm going to say this because I don't think he is douchey. I think the real Garrett is really great. <laughs> so, yeah, he, <clears throat> I would have liked to seen more interaction between him and his roommates and him and his yeah. teammates, but because we don't get that, the interactions we get is really just in general big parties around frat boys and he acts like a 20 year old frat boy (laughs) but he does some things later on in the book that you know he is better than that yeah i mean he does he's sort of like the dad of the group like he's definitely probably like looking at his roommates and his friends he's very responsible like um compared to some of them um I think one of my favorite things was, you know, they became friends, like begrudgingly, she sort of became friends with him. <laughs> well, let's talk about, let's talk about what throws them together. They're in a ethics class together. Mm-hmm. He took the class because he thought it was one professor that was teaching it. That's notoriously, if you show up and you pretty much do the work, you get an A. Right. And he needs the A for his GPA because he has to maintain a certain GPA for his player status. Yeah. Turns and out right. the professor dies right before, right before the semester. But I mean, very funny. Yeah. So he's in this philosophy class or this ethics class, and the lady, the lady professor that is teaching it is a stickler. And she is breaking down huge ethical um conflicts and really putting them through their paces she expects you can't you're just not memorizing dates like she wants well thought out well developed thought process for like the simplest of assignments and garrett has failed the midterm yeah and hannah did not there's gonna a plus (laughs) and like ironically he like sees that and he's like and, and then all of a sudden he like looks at her and he's like, how in the heck has I, have I never noticed this girl before? So he like begs and he is so stinking persistent. I mean, like real persistent. Well, and I thought it was really funny because he's not even on Hannah's radar. She did not know who he was. She's more attracted to a transfer student. That's a football player. That's also in the class. than she yeah. is Garrett. For sure. And this other guy is like, uh, yeah, it, it's very fun. Just she's she's really into this Justin Cole. And he, uh, Garrett, because he's so perceptive, like picks up on it and he's like, Oh, like I'll make a deal with you. Like you tutor me and I'll help you get Justin. And she's like, No, no, no. And dude does not give up. And finally she's like, fine, as long as you just leave me alone. <laughs> so she agrees hannah agrees to 10 days of tutoring before there's the makeup midterm because the professor has been told from administration and her department head that she has to give a makeup midterm based on the number of students that failed Uh and so he garrett is persistent that is one thing tenacious like that is the word that best describes him in this entire book Uh he is tenacious um he gets 10 days with Hannah to learn all the ethics so that he can pass this midterm. And 
again, it's with the agreement that he's going to help her attract Justin, but also feel comfortable in her own skin because she has had two relationships since the, um, since her assault, but in one lasted a year, her last one lasted one year and, um, he broke up with her said that, you know, he felt that she was just cold and distant. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and also Hannah has some issues obviously associated with intimacy Mm -hmm. and sexual relations. And so Garrett being the suave playboy that he is, I don't Mm -hmm. know. He's convinced he can help her. Um, well, and it's very funny because you know, we get his internal dialogue. And so he comes off very like confident to her, but then like his internal dialogue, he is nervous to screw this up. Like he really, like that part, I really began to love him for how he really tried to do the best thing for Hannah. Yeah. So their first kiss though, that scene was hilarious they are studying in his um bedroom and some things happen and he's like well kiss me and so she kisses him and there's an instant spark and instant chemistry and she's like i felt nothing and he's like what i mean were you here for this (laughs) she's like yeah i felt nothing and then his roommate comes in and she's like, I, I, I would feel the same way if I kissed him. And so she goes over and kisses the roommate and his blood is boiling. He's like, and Dean is like, Dean's like, oh, hello, I like this. Yeah. Um, that interaction was so funny. Um, there Dean. was another part that I just loved between them when we're talking about their intimacy <laughs> and they're heavily making out at one point and well, Previous to this, Hannah said, you know, will you help fix me? Will you help me be comfortable with touch, comfortable with sexuality? There is a very steamy mutual masturbation scene that is yum, yum. Very good. Really um, good. Very well done. When she sees his penis for the first time, she calls it a man monster. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. And she refers to her vagina as a lady canal. So for all of you haters out there that don't like Lady Envelope, pretty sure Lady Canal isn't much better. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I loved about them is that they they are very serious. Like she's very serious about her music. He's very serious about hockey. And they're both very serious about school. Like he really loves his major. They're both but they also have a lot of fun together and they laugh, which is what you need for a relationship. Yeah. I mean, they were really cute. He came, she works in a diner in town to help support herself because her parents can't help her and also to send money home. And so he comes to visit her. He slowly starts make ways in with her friends when they officially hook up and decide that they are a couple. um, And she gives up her dream of, dating Justin. It wasn't really her dream to date Justin. I think it was more a goal, but he, there was this pending date the Sunday after his midterm and he rumors heard that she was going out to dinner with him. He lost his shit. 
Yeah, he was not happy. He was not a happy boy. Um, but he like stuck with it. And again, tenacious. He yeah. pushed her to get what he wanted. And it wasn't, he didn't push her. I shouldn't say it like that. He just stuck to his road. And when she tried to veer off, he kind of herded her back onto the road with him. Well, and I think he, I mean, it was clear she felt the same way, but I think she has a lot of fear. And he was like, he's not somebody who second guesses himself. No. And she's a, she second guesses herself and Garrett is confident and he was like, nope, I know this is the right thing and this is what we're doing. My favorite scene about them, and it's not even like a super intimate scene, but they are home on like a Friday night or something they were studying. And then he's like, hey, do you want to like order pizza? And like, should we watch? They start um, binge watching Breaking Bad and they end up binge watching like a season and a half and they just like hang out. And like, that was my favorite thing because it's very realistic because I think when you are in college and you get to be a junior or a senior you're like this is old this partying this all of that it gets old and I think that they were definitely in that spot well and I will say for Garrett he was very regimented in his rules and you know he was one beer and three after a game and he stuck through that he really did he didn't drink and party and go from frat party to frat party and if he was at a frat party he rarely drank he was typically the dd there is a great scene between the two of them it's one of his teammates birthdays teammate and roommates Mm -hmm. birthdays and they go to the karaoke bar and she gets drunk and it was really a cool evolution of their relationship because she trusted garrett to help her order a drink at the bar mm-hmm. and watch the bartender very closely make the drink and hand it to her. And then she goes on to sing karaoke. <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, and then like she went up to go sing karaoke and I think he describes it like she opened her mouth and like everyone in the bar stopped because she is that amazing. Yeah, she's that talented. Um, Okay, I don't think we cannot talk about Garrett's father. So Garrett is actually the son of a pro hockey player. Mm -hmm. Um, But Garrett's dad is a toxic jackass. He's a horrible human being. Yeah, like I just, he is abusive. He was abusive to Garrett's mother. She died from liver cancer. And then... um, once her his mother was passed, uh, Garrett became his dad's punching bag. And his dad shows up to every one of his games. His dad critiques him. He will, this, Garrett's 20 years old. Like, he's an adult. And his dad will, like, if he loses a game, his dad will, like, lecture and rail into him about all the mistakes he made on the ice. And it's awful. And there's a scene where... Garrett and Hannah go back to his dad's house. He's been summoned back home for Thanksgiving and dad has a new girlfriend and Garrett is like, he's abusing her and Hannah sees it too. And Garrett does something that is really proud of him. You know, like Ah. it was one of those moments like, wow, dude, for 20, who's still fairly reliant on his father because 
hockey is one of those sports that they don't really get scholarships for. Like if you get accepted into a program, you typically are paying your own way because there's just not a ton of athletic scholarships for hockey. Well, and even if you are playing hockey, um, take it from a hockey mom, there are a lot. I mean, yes, the colleges provide a lot of things for them, but there is a lot of costs um, that are associated with playing in a division one sport and you yeah. can't be sponsored, you know, and really it's, it's, you go to school and then you play hockey. That's like your job. Like he, he doesn't have the time to have a job. No. So he goes back for Thanksgiving. He sticks up to his dad and, and that actually all of that leads to the third act breakup for mm-hmm. them. And but they don't really break up. <laughs> Garrett won't allow that because Garrett's like never mind we're not really broken up you can say what you want and his dad plays a part into that and I won't spoil that for you guys Uh but what I loved about all of this is again Garrett stayed the course Uh like it is true north stayed the course and was like you can think we're broken up but when people are like oh we're so sorry you broke up he keeps telling everybody that will listen we're not we're still together I'm still her boyfriend. And the moment she finds out, (laughs) she runs across campus, goes to the ice arena. It's after practice, Mm -hmm. goes into the locker room. (laughs) And the first thing out of her mouth is, oh my God, penises. (laughs) And like here, I I thought that was one of the most hysterical scenes. Like it was so so funny. But if I like, okay, when you walk into an arena, first of all, it doesn't matter if you're down by the locker rooms at all, penises is not the first thing you think about. You think to yourself, I am going to throw up because it (laughs) smells so blasted bad in here. But it was very funny. And like the guys are just walking around and like she walks in and the guys are like, Whoop. I mean, like a few of them are like, grab their towels. And then there's a few who They're are like, like hey, 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 girl. Hey, well. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, I love he calls her Wellsy. 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 Yeah. Oh my That's gosh. That's so funny. And he go- she's like storms right into the shower where he is and confronts him. And the coach is like, hey, is there a problem here? And he's like, no, we're handling it. Like he was so calm. He's like, and she's like coach. losing her crap with all these naked boys around her. So funny. And he's like, "Hey, Wellsy," and she's like, ah. she just <laughs> "They are, they are very funny. Like they're a very, they're. I think that's the part too. It's like funny, but not over the top funny. It's very good. Well, and I will say for this book, a lot of times when we read new adult, it's very angsty. It's very angsty." There was not a ton of unnecessary angst in this book, even with their traumatic pasts. And, you know, again, I had some issues with trauma as a personality trait for Hannah, I think more so than Garrett. Um, There wasn't this major angst, like on again, off again, that we sometimes get with college and new adult romances. So I do think that that helps the story along with those little moments of humor. Yeah, I don't like that um, manufactured angst, sort of like in college, if it's the on again, off again, that to me just comes off as immaturity. Mm-hmm. I and agree. 
this didn't come off that way. So, no. Okay. So let's get down to our questions here, Ms. Heather. Did mm -hmm. you like this book? Yes, I really did. I think it was very well written. It wasn't too heavy on hacky. So if you're not hundred percent sure, um, it's more relationship focused and there's a sprinkling of the friend group. Like I feel like Al Kennedy gives us just enough of all the characters to really make you want to read the rest of the book. She introduces a lot of people though. And at times mm -hmm. it does make the pages feel a little crowded. Um, but you don't know where stories are going or who those people are really, which I had a complaint last week about a book that reading the first book and all the world building the author did, I knew what characters were going to end up together going forward. Mm -hmm. So I do think that she does do a great job of world building um, and introducing the friends and giving you enough that you want to read book two. Um, I too liked this. I didn't love it. Um, it's well written, but I was a little frustrated with how light it was on the sports. Yeah. I think that the sports piece, I, when I read a sports romance, I want that team found family mentality. And I don't think we got that in this book. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if it will be more in the next books. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So who would typically like this book if you like a found family or like a really tight-knit close friend group uh college new adult um while there are young i think there was some maturity shown i mean they weren't super immature like i said the they were not immature them. they weren't partiers they no mm -hmm. one cheated there was never miscommunication mm -hmm. um it th the things happening between the two of them made sense um and i agree it's a new adult romance. It definitely is with a little bit more mature characters. Um, so would you recommend this book? I would. I mean, I feel like I, I don't, I do get the draw with it on, um, you know, Instagram and TikTok. I really think the reason people love this so much is because Garrett and Hannah, it's the story that people want. They want to be the girl who is always unseen. Maybe she's a little nerdy. She has like a quirky little interest, but the hot hockey player still notices her. Yeah. Um, I am torn. I think this book gets plenty of love without me recommending it. Um, but I would suggest if you like this book, I would say, I think Little Lies by Helena Hunting is a better new adult college sports romance. And I would agree. I think Little Lies is a great book too. So um, I think the deal is a great story. Um, and if you're just dabbling your toes from YA romance into new adult romance, and you're not sure you're ready for completely adult romances, this is a great bridging book too. And I think that that is some of the attraction for people is that it's kind of niched right between coming from high school romance, YA romance mm -hmm. into new adult romance, but not, you know, it's not the cold fury. It's not the Chicago aces intensity of, per, of adult hockey romances. There's a little lighterness on it. Well, and I think to college hockey, while, for college players, it's very intense. 
the intensity is not the same when you're in the pros. I mean, like I think about just the Minnesota wild, they're on like a 10 day road trip. That's not something that happens in college hockey because they have to be at school. Like they're, they're student athletes. So yeah, but I agree. Little lies is a great little segue with a great friend group and their parents too. Yeah. Um, so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? You can send us an email at the bees at bookcasingcoffee.com and we will add it to our list. We are always looking for our Nate, our next great read. Heather, thank you so much for joining us again for this quick shot of romance. I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about after the first of the year. Me too. Thanks for having me. Happy reading everyone. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.